Combustible, the Mavsy podcast, is produced by the Metro Atlanta Firefighters Conference, an all-volunteer, always nonprofit group of firefighters training other firefighters. We invite you to visit our website at www.maffc.org or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We must acknowledge the following sponsors without whom MAFSI couldn't exist. Scott Safety, Motorola, Delta Airlines, Georgia Fire and Rescue Supply, Blackman Mooring, 10-8 Fire Equipment, MES, Columbia Southern University, and Tempest Technology. Lastly, if you would like to make a tax-deductible donation and support our mission of building better firefighters, please find us on our GoFundMe page. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the participant's own and do not reflect the views of any organization the participant may be affiliated with, including but not limited to the Metro Atlanta Firefighters Conference and the Metro Atlanta Fire Officers Association. All right, welcome to uh, Combustible. Uh, this is the Matsy Podcast. We're here today with Frankie Martinez. Um, uh, I'm here, Shane Dobson. Mike Hatcher's with us today. Pavel Trosh is with us today. Fisher's with us today. We've got a couple, we've got a lot of people in the background today. Andy's with us today. And Jim's with us today. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> a lot of people going on, but that's okay. Um, today's a, a real a special podcast for us. Um, and again, we got Frankie here with us. So, uh, Frankie, why don't you give us a little rundown? All right. Uh, well, first of all, you guys said there's going to be food here. So you, you duped me into this. <laughs> well, we, I, we knew we couldn't get you in the room unless we I told you there was for food. sure there was yeah. going to be food. So yeah. We had to lure so, you in. Somebody said something about pizza, and I'm here, and <laughs> I see no pizza. But uh, my name is Frank Martinez. I've been a firefighter for 16 years. Currently work for the city of Atlanta, as long as they let me. And started out in College Park. I'm 45 years old, and I've been a uh, backstep firefighter since day one, and yeah. probably will die as a backstep firefighter. So, either way, it's all good. That's absolutely all good, and that, you know that's one of the things we talked about when when we had the idea that we wanted to do this this backstep firefighter is that you know what it's okay. That's it's okay. The fire service needs backstep firefighters. It's not this this race, this rat race to go to the top, so to speak. You saying backstab firefighters? Yeah. No, not oh, backstab no, firefighters. Okay. Backstep firefighters. Oh, okay. yeah, we we do have those. We won't talk about yeah, those. Okay. That's, that's another podcast. That's another podcast. Yeah. Disregard those back guys. Box. Yeah. Firefighters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You could be back box. Right? Back box. I'm not. Did you spend some time on the box? Never. Okay. No. The no. box of the squad. Well, Andy, box. box. Andy said yeah. the same thing, and then a picture. Just popped up on social media, miraculously telling the lie. Yeah. Oh, actually, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes you know. All right, Frank, tell us how you got in the fire service, man. Uh, well, it's always been in my blood. My grandfather was actually a chief in my city, of Miami Beach. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I always dreamed of it as a little kid. And as I got older, uh, we make decisions where your options get smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> and um, that I thought that I would never be worthy of being a firefighter. And I moved to Atlanta, met some people, and thought, well, my God, if, if they're worthy of being firefighters, then, <laughs> You're then may, maybe I'm not that bad, you know? Hell, I'm in. Yeah. I got some stuff on my record, but it's not as bad as yours. So, <laughs> so and, you know, the whole Mexican thing didn't help or didn't hurt, yeah. you know, when it came to a minority. You know, I'm, I'm sure that that filtered in somewhere, you know? So I'll take it, whatever. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It got it got my foot in the door, and you know I've proved myself. I like to think through there. You know so. So when you came on and you got to Atlanta area or in Georgia, so what was the journey like to get on? Well, uh, when I first started trying, it was in the uh, mid to late nineties. Okay. And you know there's no nine eleven. There's no grants. And most places, most fire departments wanted to see you come through their municipality testing a few times to know that you really wanted the job. And I applied everywhere in Metro Atlanta, everywhere. I mean, I, I went everywhere. I, I actually went to EMT school on my own because a lot of places right. didn't hire you if you weren't in EMT. I caught a lot of flack for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. It actually helped me out in the end because, you know what, when I went through uh, recruit school, Everybody in my recruit school had to go to EMT school, and I Not went right you. on shift. Not that guy. So, but then they got overtime for going through EMT school, and I, I got missed out on that. So <laughs> so then I kind of shit myself in the butt. So, But, yeah, so I applied everywhere. I ended up finally, after about three to four years of trying, I got hired on in College Park, which is the last place that I thought I would get hired on, uh, just because of the test. It was the weirdest test I ever took. And... Uh, I ended up getting hired on there and went from there. You know? Gotcha. Now, when did you when did you hire on at Roswell? Because Roswell, that's I first where we Roswell. all met was Roswell. Right. Uh, first, my my first go round was uh, 05. Okay. I got hired on, and actually, I had started try. I had lived in the city of Roswell for a little bit before I ever got hired on the job, and I had tried to become a uh, volunteer. And they weren't actually starting a volunteer class. And I remember the first, probably one of the first firefighters I ever met who told me where to get the application was a guy named Ben Wilson, yeah. who worked with us in Roswell. And he's a Forsyth County fireman. But he showed, he was pretty cool, actually. He, you know, a lot of guys that you meet, you come up on the doorstep of the firehouse and they're kind of douchebags. <laughs> so, but he wasn't. He was a nice guy and he right. showed me where everything was and, you know, told me how to how to go about applying, and I did. Didn't hear anything, and I ended up getting you know getting hired on College Park before anything in Roswell ever came up. Right. But when I finally did get hired on, I started applying at Roswell just to have that second job, and uh, got it took me about three years to get hired on in Roswell. So, gotcha. and then I finally got the job in '05. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a that's a great place. That's a mm -hmm. good. Good part-time job for sure. Um, and then from there, how did you end up with the city of Atlanta? Well, as I was going through recruit school in College Park, you know, there was there were some buffs who were teaching my my recruit class, and they talked about Squad Four Atlanta, and you know, you ever heard of them? Squad Four Atlanta. I I've heard of them. They they uh from they're kind of a big deal. They they're kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming my nose right now. A little bit of a big deal, but uh, I, the minute that I heard about what they did, and actually, I was sitting at home in, I believe it was 99, when uh, certainly, a certain guy named Matt Mosley made a little rescue, oh, and yeah. I found out that that was Squad 4. And you were definitely like... Yeah, I said, that's where I need to be. And it took a long time. I, you know, I ended up getting married in the process, having a son, and the time to jump from College Park to Atlanta was never the right time right. until I finally just said, you know, screw it, I'm going for it. You know, it's what I want. Uh, College Park was great to me. You know, I, I 
did learn a lot there. I we actually fought a good amount of fire, and it being such a small department, I wasn't on an engine company where all I dealt with was a hose. You know, we went and put the fire out, then we overhauled, then we did salvage, then we cleaned up. You know, so I got a little bit of everything there, and it was it was awesome. It was it was a great experience being in Cullis Park, gotcha. and but I knew that there was something. I wanted to be a big city fireman, you know, and in College Park, I mean, it's, you know, urban, very urban environment, but it wasn't big city, you right. know, and I just, I craved that, the attention. Right. You know, so. No, I, I get it. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people make that jump just for that very reason. They just want to go get in the mix. Yeah. You know, and that's one of those places, that's how you go get in the mix, is go get in those big, busy departments, so. I used to drive to work down 75, 85, and I would always see the medical arts building and all the windows busted out, and I'd be like, God, I'd love to fight a fire in that building. And I remember one day I was driving to work, and I got so depressed because I looked up and there were smoke stains all over the windows. <laughs> and I was like, man, I missed it. And I was already in the process with Atlanta. I was like, God, I wish they would have just waited. So, just a little bit. Yep. Yeah, but you probably didn't up... fight any fire while you were there. Uh, no. no. <laughs> when you got on. All right. What's all right. next? All right, so here's our here's our jumping off question. Really, this is kind of um, um, kind of curious to see what you think about this. So, as new firefighters are coming on the job, or new firefighters are already on the job, what do you think those firefighters owe the fire service? What they owe the fire service is to continue and carry on the tradition that every brother and sister has before them. Um, when you become a firefighter, you put on that patch, and that patch stays on you whether you're wearing your uniform or not. That is that is on your shoulder. The city that you work for, the company that you, you know, work the top for. Shirt? Yeah. The thing that nobody wants to wear. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he there, there's... put patches on his T-shirt. No, he, he has to have tattoos because he never wore a shirt. <laughs> Yes. That I saw. Well, I mean, but, you drove the car. You didn't. Yeah, I had to. I had to. <laughs> I always kept one in the car with me. But, that no, I, I think that, you know what, once you become a firefighter, you represent every firefighter before and after you. And there's, you know, I mean, we're all aware of it. There's, there's guys who have laid their lives down. And if you go out and disrespect yourself, you're disrespecting the people that have died saving others. And I don't, I don't, I don't think you get that. I think that when you become a firefighter, you actually, like I said, I, I was kind of a punk growing up. You know, I was the best kid in the world, and uh, I think that you owe the fire service, you owe the citizens that you work for, you owe your family, to become the person that a firefighter should represent. And you need to lift yourself up to that point. And you know, whether you're a clown or not, and you cuss or you don't go to church. You still need to be a good person. You still need to characterize the the, the very tradition of what right. we are. No, I think you actually bring up a good point when you talk about, you know, what how each of us represent the fire service. You know, I don't represent my department, so to speak. I do, and if I did something, they would surely let me know. You know what he re his department his department. We represent the fire service. You're I mean, not brotherhood. See that you pointed to us. Right? I don't care. So we're having a conversation. So I, I'm we real curious the in this conversation because you've had a luxury that most of us haven't, <clears throat> which is 
you got to attend two recruit schools to two completely different departments. Mm -hmm. And a lot of <clears throat> what we're instilling in them goes into recruit school. Is there something that was different between Atlanta versus College Park? So some of us stayed urban, never made it big mm -hmm. city, or some of us are even rural mm -hmm. and haven't even had the opportunity to have that recruit class. Right. Is there something that's instilled in either one or the other that we could be replicating to kind of get that message through to the recruits because that's where it's coming from well when i came through college park it was uh you got hired on you you passed the hard part we won't let you fail right. you know we're, we're gonna when i came to atlanta it's like you need to earn this shirt you know you don't get to wear this t-shirt a little bit different process yeah. there then yeah and you know getting hired on wasn't you didn't get through the hard part yet you know you need yeah. to prove Surviving to us you deserve to be out there yeah, they, getting to they, the other side. They wanted to get you gone there. Yeah, day one. Well, yeah, and and as a matter of fact, I came through with a fast tracker, which you know, if everybody remembers that, you know, when Atlanta did that, you know, I was supposed to go. My class was the, uh, you know, all fast track classes went through a four week class, and then they went out in the field. For the listeners, the fast track was where uh, they were hiring people with prior experience to come in. They yes. brought them in with a little bit more. Yeah, the equivalent of a lateral. Higher. Right, right, right. They were in uh, recruit class for four was, weeks. Four weeks, yeah. And Ouija, that was Tarsi class. Right. But my class happened to be the first class after Solomon was yeah, killed yeah. in the line of duty. So they uh, decided once we got there that it was going to be eight weeks. And then six weeks into it, they decided it was going to be 12 weeks. So we basically ended up doing a 12 week recruit class that was four weeks worth of material, you know, so there was a whole lot of not doing anything, right? and then a whole lot of, you know, bringing these, you know, the older guys down, and them training us, and being like, you're going to crawl till my knees hurt, you know, your knees hurt yet, sir? <laughs> no, I'm feeling pretty good, keep going. Keep crawling. <laughs> so we, we crawled till their knees hurt, and, uh, you know, once they get tired, and, you know, got up off the chair, they'd let us up, and, you know, we all had green pus running down our knees, you know, and then we wouldn't do anything for two or three days, and then somebody else would come back and be like, oh, you're making more money than me. Let's go ahead and crawl to uh, Turner Stadium, <laughs> you know, so we did silly stuff like that, you know. We, probably the most hazed class. Yeah, through there. we got pretty hazed, you know, we got, uh, especially since after Solomon passed, you know, they didn't think that that training was adequate enough, but yet there was no more training you know, the, the training in Atlanta at that point was not where it is today. It has evolved so much and gotten so much better. And it may have been 10 times better before that. But at the time that I went through, it was kind of just, you know, like we actually thought that everybody forgot about us and we were just going to be down there in recruit class forever. <laughs> Isn't there some people we need? <laughs> yeah. And, and we were kind of scared. Like we were actually like, oh, my God, we're going to be here forever. You know, how many people in your recruit class? I think we had like 17. Okay. Most of the guys were from Cherokee County, I remember, that came through with me. Um, nobody had been in a urban or busy department. Most uh, Actually, there was a DeKalb guy, but he had actually gone from DeKalb Fire to DeKalb Police and then got hired on with Atlanta Fire. Okay. So he was actually coming from the police side. Oh, mixed up individual right there. Yeah. yeah. He's confused. <laughs> Quite make up his yeah, mind. So. He's been at the airport ever since, so... Oh, he's definitely yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but did he happen to swim in a 
in the tank of a crash truck? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I know I did. <laughs> Are you saying don't go there? Yeah, let it go. I'm just trying to go down a rabbit hole. That's yeah. Oh, that's definitely a rabbit hole. Let's yeah, apparently there. Fish found the perfect there. rabbit hole to go down. Well, I can find some rabbit holes on Frankie. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was looking through the pictures and the only pictures that, I, you know, I'm looking through some of the pictures or whatever, mm. and the only pictures that I had found, one, was during Climb Atlanta where you were the chief's aide. Oh, you remember God, when I yeah. saw you down there? Yeah. So that's the only picture probably with you in a top shirt. And the other picture, I can only make a gesture because it won't come through, but was ones that we took at Roswell with your phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. That was a good with the National Treasure. Actually, yeah. you have that picture because I, I, I don't have it. Anymore. I deleted it. I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good picture, though. I that was a yeah. phenomenal yeah. picture. Yeah. I gotcha. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. When the... This stops. Yeah, it's called like national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> so, how about a uh, you got a war story? Anything just kind of jumps out at there? You know, I've there? been thinking about it, and, and I don't, you know, nothing pops up. You know, I, I have, I mean, we should sit there and talk about fires. I, actually, you know what? Looking at fish, I, I do have a war story. Was he a um, part of it? Yes, he was. Did he save your life? Uh, he saved his life. Actually, one time, he did. Right? Just yes. once? Yeah. Matter well, I'd of fact, like to hear this. he was, uh, well, he was truck captain of, of big city truck captain, big city yeah. truck captain, uh, yeah. truck one. And I came over to ride the seat that day on the engine. So I'm riding the seat on his engine. And did we... y'all know each other prior to that? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. We've been working in Roswell. Okay. So yeah. I, went, I was trying to yeah. get the time period. Right? Yeah. We were tight. We were, so right. we were like, thick as thieves. I wasn't yeah. much, fish is the tall one. I wasn't yeah. much on riding the car. So when the aide was off and they knew I'd just ride it on weekends because I didn't like to go to meetings. So the aide was off a lot, as well as the chief. So I would uh, request Frank to be the aide, and they'd set that up. You know, Man, I, always I loved him. Neither of us knew what way. we were doing, but we, so had, it was we had a good time. Yeah, <laughs> we did have a good time. Every time I, I found out, I was like, ah, fish, you got to ride the car with you. I but, requested him every time. But we had, we had a blast. Did you know he was doing that? Uh, yeah. Requesting you? Yeah, yeah. I tried to circumvent him, but you know, it didn't, it didn't work because he was the chief, and I'm putting my fingers right. in quotation marks. We had some marks. good calls, though. We go. did. We, we did. Were, well, let's talk about you saving his life. I can't wait to hear this. Well, so I'm riding the seat of engine one, and we get an alarm bell. Um, can I use names of, of businesses? Yeah, I'm trying um, to think of the business. No Mas Cantina. Yeah. Okay. And right, right behind the station. So we go around there. Right in the loft district. And... We go up and there's a guy outside waving, you know, and no boss cantina. It was a, uh, it's a restaurant, but it was connected to lofts as well as there was a store, a gift shop in front. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty good size. And very, I mean, it was, a, it was probably a city block long. It's very cut up. Yeah. But, and cut up with a bunch of different mixed use involved. But the owner of the building, restaurant, everything was outside waving us in and there was some sprinkler heads that had popped so i'm like all right let's figure out where that's coming from long story short we uh story. Nah. we we end up finding out there's a little bit more to it than what we had thought oh, on the old alarm bell i know this it was story. deep in the yeah. kitchen had no windows yeah it's just the kitchen just dead ended yeah. Y'all were getting into some cold smoke in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. We, and with our uh, division chief being right around the corner, we wanted to act swiftly and not wake him up. Mm-hmm. So, we, so we acted swiftly and uh, we're a little underdressed. 
Oh. And and I was how, like yeah. screaming when I saw the smoke when I saw the smoking out. Did I scream at you? Like where's the explicitive line at? Maybe maybe you have that made that here. Did well, you respond to that? So well, actually, I, I may have been at the other side of the building still figuring out why the sprinkler heads were going off. <laughs> so weird. But yeah. he has a fun, He had my mines and crew was very young, like very young. Yeah. They were all That's why rookies. we had him over there, because the lieutenant was off, and I think some of my drivers were off. So and he filled in, and he had a bunch of young bucks on the engine with him, and uh, they went to go find the fire in the black smoke, and then I was like, where are they at? Where so, at? so I come up in there, and... We wind up in an elevator, and the elevator was actually one of the double sided elevators right so you could walk in and then walk out the other door i think it would get you in the kitchen and get you yeah. in the dining hall into the gift shop okay we came through the gift shop and wound up in the elevator and you didn't know it was an elevator right and there was black smoke pumping in from the kitchen into that elevator and that door was stuck open and all of a sudden the door behind us closed and I was like, the only thing that I could think of at that point was, we're filling up with smoke. I'm wearing turnout pants. Uh, another guy's wearing trousers and uh, has a can. And there's black smoke filling up this elevator. We can't figure out how to open the door to get back out the other side. And time, I just killed a bunch of rookies. At this time, the chief has, has awoken. Yeah, he is now awake and Jeez, on scene. He's on the scene. Yeah. Asking me, what am I doing? And What's going on in there? Those so, are great questions, Chief. Yeah. So, <laughs> as we're all like a bunch of caged animals plying at the door of the elevator, trying to get it to open the other side, fish emerges out of the smoke from the kitchen. And it's like, like the hand through the... Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I said, and I tried to play it off, so I was like, Oh no, we were just coming through there to find you. <laughs> I was like, I'm, 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 just I'm trying a little bit still. I was like, I, we're just coming to find you. <laughs> They're not dead. The guys aren't dead yet. We made it. Yeah. So we got through and followed some of the smoke, and we thought, you know, we got black smoke. What's going on? It was on the other side of the sprint, the last yeah. sprinkler in that. We kept going tunnel. forward. And before we knew it, it was like, oh, look, there's fire rolling over our head. And the sprinkler didn't get far enough to the no, end no. of it. So we, uh, so I'm still in turnout pants and T-shirt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the rest of the engine crew is wearing baseball caps. And you're a fine commander. Yeah, I, I did good. I did good on that job. Was this your first shot at it? No, no, no. <laughs> did you have a white shirt on there? No. No, no, I was on the truck. Oh, you were in the truck. He was working for. Well, what part station. was like the the oh you know that oh shit scary part when the when elevator the doors, doors closed? Yeah, when the elevator doors closed. And he was out apologizing to them guys. Yeah. Forever. And yeah. then I mean, fish he, shows he was, up, and you're thinking, okay, so but a this is like better, now, it would have been like two minutes, right? And we're 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 already down on our knees, like okay, just right, there's God, we just hit buttons, hit buttons. Somebody call the fire department. <laughs> the fire department. Find the fire department. <laughs> it was a low ceiling, and then, then did that, you ever the sprinkler think that, head was, did you, you know, you go as far as the sprinkler head, and I just kept going up to the sprinkler head. It was dumping it. It was a real low ceiling. 
And I didn't think, I thought that was the end of the line. Did you know they were in there? No. So, so I thought, happened. I'm going past, I'm going to go through this sprinkler head. I went back there, and there's more room left, and that's where the fire was. And I went to, you know, tell somebody, you know, I figured they were on the other side of the, over there. I went to tell them and walk in there. <laughs> there <they> <laughs> and what did you see when you went in there? Like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> They're all on the floor. I mean, it was pitch black, but, you know, I'd run into them like, hey, what are you yeah. doing? Hey, thank God. I was like, so you can live on the other side of that door right there. It was like they were behind a waterfall. It turns out yeah. this is going to be okay. They were behind yeah. a waterfall, but the fire was on that the side they were on. Yeah. The sprinkler was just... And you know how noisy that shit is anyways. You're just right. kind of like, you know. Yeah. And I got the chief asking me, what am I doing? You got... Ben, you, did you find the fire? Fish and I finally found it when it rolled over our heads. one line going into this yeah. building? Yeah, and I mean, but truth was, it was such a big it. building, it was so right. cut up, I mean, I it really... really it was in the loft. Yeah, and I mean, we really should have had way more companies when you out were, there. When you were on the ground in the elevator trying to, like you were thinking, oh, oh yeah. damn it here. Pray. Did you ever think maybe to hit, to call out, hit a mayday or anything like that? No. Did I ever? No. No, I mean, I yeah, I want to say I thought about it, but I wasn't, not until the last minute. I, I didn't, you know, A, because I knew we were going to shoot out for now. I mean, if we were all in gear and, and we had all of our points on point, right? I, I would have thought less about it and done it. But at the time, I'm like, all right, I got to fix this mistake first. Let's get the hell out of here, and then we'll regroup and hmm. come back. Know, that's an interesting point right there. That, I, mean. I think that's a truth a lot of times. Oh, but, yeah. You know, you, we wouldn't admit it. No right. one. If we did have all our points and play well, if we did, we probably wouldn't need the mayday. But when we need the mayday, there's usually something that may have took place that you're going, no, because I'm going to get it, and then he's going to get it, and there's just a, what are the repercussions? Yeah. Yeah. So we're left about it now. What was the lesson learned for you? Uh, Well, again, you know, it it always goes back to, I mean, it's basic as it gets. Don't treat anything lightly. You know, as right. many times, and, and I mean, it's so cliche, as many times you have these alarm bells that turn out to be nothing, there's that one time where you end up in an elevator with two doors and one of them shuts well, on you. I mean, and, some history and you're not always going to have a fisher around yeah. 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 to come out of the smoke. In there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, it's cold smoke. It's right around the corner from the station. Nobody took the time to get dressed. And that's probably what. Yeah. And then... Well, you know, it's one of those things, and I think we've actually talked about it before. It's a trap that we set ourselves up to, and we do it every single day. You almost have to consciously not do it. When you hear that fire bell ring, Mm -hmm. and it says uh, water heater on fire, Mm -hmm. smoking outlet, blah, blah, blah. Everything we do, we immediately, Mm -hmm. for the most part, unless you are trying not to do this, you will go you'll start to discredit that fire. And when you Mm -hmm. start doing that, you start pulling layers off of that overall protection, so to speak. So, if I could say something else too, and and I don't know if every department is like this, but there's so many things that you have to do when you get there and set up command. That you know, so I'm in my turnout pants, my coat's right there. You know, if I had been on the back, I'd have been dressed out. Right. You know, but I'm. You know, I I got to set up command. I got to do this. I gotta size up, all this stuff. You know, and it just. Now and I got a guy waving at me. Um, I got Cap going in. You know, I don't want him to beat me to it. You know, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, everything's, you're so crunched for time. Right. You know, and you just end up, you miss that one step. 
you end up missing another step because of that. Right. You, you start know? that domino yeah. type effect. You know, and that's another good point. You know, we, we have firefighters that come up and and I appreciate their eagerness and all that, but you know, they're like, Oh man, I wanna ride seat, I wanna ride seat, I'll ride seat until that event right there happens and it's almost the gut check where you go, Oh, okay. Yeah. It ain't quite as easy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and when things go wrong, guys refer back to what they're comfortable with, which is pulling hose. And so they stop talking on the radio to command. Right, and they go into action. They go into action right. mode, which they think this, this is going to fix things. And it may fix things, but it may go in the totally wrong direction. When we need you to communicate and paint that picture, we'll right. command. Yeah, so that, that's a really good and point. And that, you actually bring up a really good point that that is the tough transition from not just a firefighter riding seat, but also a, a captain who's a new captain riding seat and trying to get in that incident command mode. Just like I said, it's easy to default back to that comfortable, right. full-on tactics. Yeah. I'm just going to do work, you know, <clears throat> instead of stopping and realize I need to set this up for, for a positive outcome, you know, instead of hoping it just works out. So... But that's why also, too, while we, we want guys to train, you know, more for riding the seat and stuff like that, yeah, we know you go on a bunch of calls. We know that you may have experience, but it's so different being in that role. Like you said, you're overwhelmed. You're not doing the things that you normally do. You have to put on your turnout gear. You have to grab a tick, which you wouldn't normally grab. Right. You have to give size ups and do 360s, and it's not something inside your comfort zone. And if you haven't practiced it, you're not going to do it well. Right. And it's not, you know, when there's that little hiccup, it just keeps throwing you back and back and back. And I felt comfortable. I mean, I felt comfortable going into it. I mean, I never doubted my skills riding seat. You know, right. never. I mean, from day one, I never doubted them. I always felt pretty good. I always felt like, you know, I had the knowledge right. Gonna make good to be decisions. doing it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, bad decision, you know, and, and it was that one time, you know, and that one time, unfortunately, you know, you got, you know, I had these young guys' lives on, in my hands, you know, that I was making decisions for, and I Clearly put them in a bad spot. Clearly following your lead. I yeah. And they're following your yeah, lead. Yeah, absolutely. That you don't think about until you're an officer for a while. Right. Because those guys are watching you. And right. I, I put them you in a bad spot. You might do what you think you can get by with, but right. they're supposed yeah. to be doing what they're yeah. trained to do. Right. And don't, you know, you're thinking they're going to do, they're going to get dressed out, they're new. Yeah, I hear guys doing all that. Well, they know what to do. Uh, they no. may, but they're going to watch what you do. But I know yeah. Frankie on that one, he, I don't know what time of day, it was in the morning. But yeah. he talked to them guys back at the station and he went through the whole, because he was concerned for them a lot. I mean, that's all he, he apologizing from the, couldn't get any work out of him. Yeah. He just wanted to. You know, you're almost I felt pretty bad about that one. <laughs> yeah. We've all had those morning redos. You know? yeah. We've all had those incidents where we did something wrong, where we knew we influenced somebody or somebody was impacted by it, and you got to go back and say, listen, this is my bad. I messed that up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we talked about this in previous podcasts where we end up being lucky more than good and right. that we need to come back and capitalize and discussing what we were lucky about. It's right. just like... Oh yeah, so we're because we're so awesome, we pulled that off. No, yeah, no, no, man. that's complete yeah, luck. You're right. We messed this up. And then luck has a card, has a has a slideshow. You mm. know, luck that needs mm. to be filed away because yeah, it was luck this time, but he might be able to actually yeah. play into the next tactic or the exactly. next plan. So, no, that's good. I, and it's probably we don't do enough. I don't feel like we do enough formal type critiques, but <clears throat> it's. In my opinion, that these type critiques, when you come back to the firehouse mm -hmm. and you sit and talk about what you did and what you didn't do, that's huge. I think yeah, that's, I think that's a, the significance of what we do when we get together like this and he discusses that in somebody's district, they're going to get that call. 
right. and they're going to encounter that, it'll trigger something in their mind to let them know, oh, this because a lot of, you know, I, if I can't experience everything that you experience going big city from that urban setting, mm-hmm. then some of us have to rely on the knowledge and the experiences of others. And we may be very complacent when it comes to that elevator call or whatever the case may be. So just in those discussions, and we're privy to it because we work for a department that has everybody at it in Roswell, but those discussions alone, when I hear that, it sticks to your brain going, hey, Atlanta ran this call over here. I remember Frankie telling me about this. Mask up, gear up, we're going in right, and if it's nothing, it's nothing, but if it's something, we're ready to fight. So I think that's the significance of what we do when we get this tabletop that we do. Right. Because... I mean, that's how you learn. Yeah. I haven't had that elevator incident. I'm less likely to have it now that we've had the discussion. Well, when you got yeah. when you started the story, as soon as you started and you were talking about the cold smoke and the ele- I knew what story it was because we had, I don't know if it was the morning of or it was sometime <clears throat> soon because I remember us talking about it. I think mm-hmm. I remember me, either you and I had a conversation or somehow, mm-hmm. somehow I knew, I heard about it. So I knew kind of the whole event. So I get to file that one back. That's That's yeah. like... Trosh says that's a plus for me. Right. And then I get to file that back. But when you're doing the critiques, you got to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. You can't be so guarded and saying, I want to protect myself, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to say I made a mistake. Go ahead and say you made a mistake. Yeah. Go ahead and admit it up front what you did. You went back and talked to the guys about it, and that's great. That shows great leadership. There's so many people. That's like, me. Well, what, great leadership? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so many people right that yeah. like, if I did, I did something wrong, I'm not a good leader. No, no, nobody's perfect. Everybody makes right. mistakes. Right. we got to learn from those mistakes. We can't rely on it being that we're lucky we survived this yeah. and that being the next tactic that we use. Yeah, right. and, and I'm going to tag team on that a little bit. So the, each individual has to be able to uh, step up and say, you know what, I made a mistake. But other people in that room also have to be very careful not to chastise those individuals right. for doing that. It, you need to talk about what needs to talk about, but you don't want to create a situation where the next event nobody's – Nobody says anything because yeah. Captain Rivero got reading the last time he was on. Dobson yeah, hit yeah. me or you know, whatever that goes the case right may back be. to that initial question that you asked with the Mayday. So if we do want to be honest and you sit there and go, well, were there conditions that would have constituted a Mayday? Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're, we always, unfortunately now, not always, but often have to think of the consequences. And we're more concerned thinking about the consequences where if I come up and I say, Listen, guys, I failed you on this one. I apologize. I made this mistake. You think that there will be some consequences going, they're going to hold this against me. This is going to come up as an issue. There's paperwork behind I'm it. Gonna this I'm yeah. never going to live this down. That, that so, pride was a factor. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is, yeah. which I'm going to be honest with you, scares me the most about the fire service that you in a situation where you really need to call a mayday, but you don't for fear of, there should be no fear. No. So if when we, we pull the trigger on a mayday, they're. I mean, so if we follow up with that, do you think during the progression of our training that we need to be doing a better job or something during the recruit classes or something to go when you're in? Tra- it's almost like I that. Think it's a culture thing. I, I mean, yeah. obviously it will start well, the, in recruit class, but that's got to be the environment that you live in mm-hmm. that you feel. Comfortable I mean, enough yeah, to do it without he, getting right. I, mean, I, knew, and I don't want to get in. You know, I, I mean, we all know. I mean, we're, it was batted into our head a million times, you know. An alarm bell is not always an alarm bell. You know, no matter how many you go on. And, I mean, I knew that, you know. But yet I did what I do all the time, you know. And, and like I said, there was some extra stuff thrown in there. It was right behind the station. So there wasn't that six-minute 
or four minute response time of getting yeah. dressed. You know, um, there wasn't that that time to you know be able to get out, have that moment of of, of clarity, and, and be able to call you know do your size up, say everything you know, let everybody know what's going on, set up command. It was you know bam 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 bam. You know you got somebody waving at you and you want to go to them. Right. You know, and I it mean, doesn't just, take much to get it thrown off the routine for right. sure. Exactly, and sometimes you gotta buckle down and tell that guy that's waving, "Hold up, right? I, you know, look, I'll be right there." You know, and and that's that's something I may have done, I may not have done, I don't remember. You know, but whatever happened, it led up to that point in the elevator. Right. You know? Well, I'm glad fish was there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Speaking of fish, and I, 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 I don't know about that. What's um, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Um, you know, I've been thinking about that question, and... I didn't think you looked at the questions. No, well, you told no, me earlier. <laughs> I didn't, actually. When you told me earlier, well, I've been thinking about it. This is all spontaneous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, honestly, to uh, work two jobs, but live like you have one. And uh, that's something I've never done. Never done. I've always worked two jobs, and... You know, there's always been, you know what, you know, we had the house, we had this, we had that. Um, you know, if something came up, I could work another shift somewhere. I could pick up an overtime shift, I could work another shift in Roswell. Do I have to go get a job, you know, another job, you know, something. Uh, now I'm in, and I'm in a situation where my health is an issue, and I can't do that. And I can't live on what I'm getting right now. You know, I mean, I just can't. There's, there's, there's way more going out than there is coming in. And I wish that I would have learned to live on one income and not two. Right. You know, sometimes three. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's something, I think that that's very important, especially, you know, you're 26 and you're single and you get hired you on the fire department. in the world. Oh, uh, you're making 40 grand a year. You're, you're living it up. Right. You know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you got two kids, you got a mortgage payment that's 1400 bucks a month, and it's, well, I need to work another job. You know, does, do I want my wife to stay at home? Does she want to stay at home? You know, some guys are lucky, and you know, their wives make three times as much as them, you know, but for most of us, that's not the case. Right. And we end up getting into 48s and working for 10, 15 years, and... Again, some all of a sudden, you know, something pops out of the woodwork, your health, your spouse's health, your child, something, and you can't work that extra job. And boom, you know, you're out two grand a month. How do you live like that? Yeah, that's you know? tough to bounce back from right there. Yeah. So the advice would be, <clears throat> and, and I've heard this, I got the same advice early in my career, you know, basically talking about, don't live beyond your means. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant. You know, here yeah. I am in my early 20s. I don't yeah. even know what that means when yeah. you say that. I got plenty of means. I don't, yeah, you know, I that means nothing to me at that yeah. point. You know, it's not until you're already pretty deep in and you are working those 48s and doubling mm -hmm. up where you start really, oh, that's what that means. Yeah. I guess you didn't have to do that. It doesn't take long to go beyond your means when you don't get a raise for yeah. 10 years. That's the economy and stuff like that. But that's, that's, that's yeah, issues. you know, all of us do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, everybody sitting right that. here is doing it. Yep. So that's that's how I'm we not. all met. So. I'm retired and doing it. <laughs> yeah. So and trying to do more. Yeah. Yeah. You still got two jobs. 
Oh, God. I, I'm currently not working. <laughs> but you're available. I am available. I'm on post. Oh, yeah, just yeah. in case. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Um, would you, do you have a hero? Don't yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which, which you know, you know what, and he and is there's, my hero. there is, I keep I've, that. I've got a, a good amount of of guys that have taught me that I look up to as heroes. Some of them may be in this room. You know, I'm not going to boost anybody's freaking ego, but uh, you know, some may be in this room. Actually, every one of you guys to me is a hero. You, you know, I mean, every one of you guys have achieved something that I wish that I was good enough to achieve, you know, and, and I haven't. But um, I would say no. You know what? The fire service is my hero. Mm. I, I, I play to that. You know, I'm just, I have uh, overachieved in my life, you know, by becoming a firefighter. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, look at, you know, being a firefighter as, you know, I went to college, I got an aerospace engineering degree, and, you know, I'm a captain, you know, at so-and-so department. You know, I've done nothing in my life. I've gone way beyond what anybody ever expected me to do, you know, and I, I feel good about that. So the hero, my hero is the fire service. You know, I'm just happy to be a part of it, man. I'm happy they let me in. Well, I tell you what. I have Would you vote it most likely to wear a jumpsuit with a number on it? Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that about the fire service. I, I, the reason I say that is uh, one of the things that when I first met you, and we were working at five together because mm. I couldn't, you know, at five. <laughs> and um, so we were working at five together. And I, and I realized quickly about you. I thought, man, this guy's like, he is eat up with it. Like, he loves fire department. Like, this legit. Like, you could tell. Is legit, and it was it was awesome. Uh, you know, cool. we did uh, we did boot drive, and you know how boot drive was. Yeah, man, I did boot drive like twice, and it was like the most fun boot drive I yeah. ever did was with Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, drive me in I mean, it was yeah. like it was a good spring boot drive. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. So yes. we had a we had a fun day, but you, I, I like that, and I and I think that's I think you nailed it on that. You got a definite love for the job. Just kind of when you're around, you can tell. I, I hope that everybody's like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, Maybe that's what those people owe the fire service. Well, you you always used to, we always just talk about the squad, you know, mm. and the the use of the squad and all that. And then mm. you have those arguments, arguments, and yeah, about them using debates, debates, oh, debates about yeah. the squad on a, like a one story frame, and you know he's got a, he's on there with all them young bucks. You know, it's changed. Frank, he's a squad guy. You're a truck, big city truck captain, yeah. right? But I, we would argue, you know, he always, his, I, his take on it was we need to be there to, in case something happens and, you know, we can stand by, but they never stand by. Is that, that was my side of it. <laughs> you right? get involved. And I, I know, they, they, there's a fire, they want to go to it. And uh, he used to tell me that, you know, a lot of those guys, never paid their dues you talk, talk about that all the time mm. and you've even told some of them to go back yeah and pay their dues yeah so absolutely as i talked about that you, yesterday you should talk about that because you talk about that constantly and you've told yeah what does that mean several people 
crawl down some hallways first. You Before know, and, you get on the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, squad's cool. It's awesome, you know, and, and it's definitely a niche, you know, and, you know, I mean, there's, we're definitely, we have a purpose, and, and I think we should be used for that purpose. And I, I you know, I'm, at the same time, if I'm at a fire and there's flames blowing out a window, I, I don't want to stand out front, you know, let me do something. I, and, and besides, if, if I'm there to rescue another fireman, me standing out front not knowing anything about the building that that fireman that I'm supposed to rescue is working in, what good am I doing him? You know, so let me, let me do something. You know what I mean? I don't need the line. I don't want to take a, a, a capable engine company's line. You know what I mean? They're capable. They got that. You know what I mean? And, you know, there are obviously some places where we, where we show up and, you know, there's an engine company standing outside holding the hose and like, thank God you guys are here. Some, this building's on fire, Take man. It. You know, somebody do <laughs> something. Make it go away. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the the point is, is is you know, you get a lot of guys that you know. I wanted, you know, as soon as I came on Atlanta, you know, my goal was to get to the squad. But at I knew that I had to prove myself. You know, you you've got you know you got to make a name for yourself. You know, and the only way to make that name yourself is, is to sacrifice yourself and be the butt of the joke. Be this, be that. You know, be, if the if my captain, you know, when I first came on at 38s, if my captain was saying he needed something done, I assumed he was talking to me, you know, because I'm the, I'm the rookie, you know, and boom, I'm on it. You know, make, make a name for yourself. And it does, you know, it's, Obviously, it's not going to start out by being a hero on the fire by making a name for yourself. You make a name for yourself around the house, around the station. About the, you know, you're the guy that wants, you know, I'll take the shit jobs. You know what I mean? I'll do what <coughs> needs to be done, you know, so you guys don't have to do it. And then you get into the fire. I'll go deeper than you're asking me to. You know what I mean? We'll put this out. Whatever it needs to get done, you need to make that name for yourself the same I, I'm going to get this job done no matter what. It's not a fun job. It may not be the glorious job. I may not be on the roof cutting a hole looking all cool. I may be inside tearing up sheetrock or hanging on a rafter, but that's what needs to be done. And, and that's how you make your reputation. And I think that anybody coming on, especially with the amount of fire that we're not fighting today, you're a rookie for five years. <coughs> oh, I got some Sprite for you, buddy. There you go. Might need some. Yeah, but you know, you're a rookie for five years when you come on the job, and that's even the city of Atlanta. You know, you, you got five years, man, because I mean, you're not going to get the experience that you need until you're five years into it, and that's if you make yourself get right. the experience. I mean, you still have to get to still the right companies. Still got to put yourself out there, right? Yeah, and you know, there there was a guy who was extremely capable of being a squad guy coming straight out of recruit school. You know, extremely capable. And he came over and was filling in on the squad. Fantastic. I mean, tough, tough kid, smart kid, brave, courageous, you know. And But I told him numerous times, I said, you know, listen, this is cool, but you need to go crawl down some hallways. You know, and he had worked at another department before, before he came over to Atlanta. And uh, so, you know, he had some experience. But I said, you don't have the experience here. Nobody knows you other than you came out of a recruit class and, and you're on the squad. 
you know, and I said, you need to crawl down some hallways and, and prove yourself and, and prove yourself to yourself, actually. You know, I mean, it's easy when you're surrounded by six veterans. Right. Yeah, talk you know, about, talk about that because you used to talk, we, me and you both used to talk about this particular person when he was, he's with a group of veterans mm -hmm. and he's never, you know, been up all night running 28 right. rescue calls. Yeah, and so catch he, a fire. And you know, and he, he got comes, in bitch mode. He comes around yeah. bitching like they do and Yeah. Um, you know, I mean you get the, the young guys that come out and they, they go that maybe they go to a house with a bunch of guys that got twenty something years on. Well he sits around listening to them, you know, complaining and this and that and no, oh, I don't wanna do this, I don't wanna do that, you know. You know what, man? Run your EMS calls. You know what I mean? Prove yourself. Right. Run you, who? Why are you better than anyone else? You need to run those EMS calls. You need to be up in the middle of the night wiping a butt. You know what I mean? I mean that's, you know, that's part of it. You know, and if you don't do it, you're not worthy yet of of being what, you know, of being where you want to go. You know, and and this one, you know, he's a great guy. Actually, he's a fantastic fireman, and but he. He bitches like he's got 25 years on the job. Right. You know, and it's not, it's not right. He doesn't have that right to bitch yet. You know, he hasn't run all-night EMS calls. He hasn't done this. He hasn't done that, you know. And, uh, you know, he's never had to ride a box, you know. And, and that, that type of stuff, you know, I, I mean, I don't have tolerance for it. You know, I mean, you should be happy you're on the job, you know. You should be happy that you've been given shot to prove yourself and if that means riding a box if that means you know scrubbing the toilets you know speaking of that did somebody do something it's, no. okay <laughs> but, Andy's behind us so yeah Andy's sitting back is that you ready. buddy <laughs> Jimmy you back there Jimmy Jimmy hasn't yeah. been able to eat anything <laughs> but uh so no I mean yeah I, I think you know proving yourself paying your dues you know like especially you know like if you want to come to the squad I want to know that you performed in an energy company. I was on an energy company for 10 years, you know, and, I mean, I've drugged many a hose, crawled over many a lawnmower in living rooms. Right. You know, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and that's, you know, I feel like I deserve what I have. Right. You know. You definitely so, worked it and earned it, and yeah. I can see that. I came up through Captain Myers, so I definitely... Uh, I saw the video yeah. on yeah. Facebook. I could tell it was a little... Video. Yeah, I, I paid so, my so dues that's through That's what I say. It looks like you might have taken some shots on some of those. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? It was the funnest time I ever had in the fire service, you know? It looked like I, you guys were having fun. We had, a, we had a blast, and you know, I was the butt of every joke, but you know and what? you were perfectly okay with it. Absolutely. Feelings weren't hurt. No, man. It was fun. Thank you. Thank Didn't you have to go to a safe place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So. Hey, tell me what's a perfect day for you in the fire service, man. Oh, God. What's the perfect day? Running nonstop. Like Good, a bunch of getting bunch of EMS calls? You like that? You, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the more the merrier. My God. I will never mention it, Frank. Man. But I, I could say a lot about your medical. I, I was. His a, medical prowess. <laughs> My, my, <laughs> I never mentioned. I told myself I'll never mention it because well, you don't like it. So well, let's you. talk about your perfect day then. What would it be? Uh, running fires all day long, you know. And you know what? You Run, like Dookie calls. Go uh, ahead. I. You know what? An entrapment call. Um. You know what? Cardiac arrest. You know what I mean? Like Throw that in life. there. 
You know? How about guys in mud? Or guys in mud are nice. Those, that's, I got a picture <laughs> that of that one. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, but guys you know. Snakes. <laughs> guys with snakes chasing us. That's I've had that. Uh, my buddy Andy here was with me yeah. for that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was down at the river. Yeah. Yeah. We actually said some that things on the radio that could get us in trouble. Somebody was complete. after you with snakes? Yeah. He actually yeah. was chasing us. Who was? The, uh, the, the, the guy with the snake. Was, you were there too, weren't you? Yeah. We had to go to an attack yeah. channel because of the words oh, that we were using. I don't, yeah. remember, I don't remember the I snake call. I think all call. the Latinos oh, yeah. on the department were there. Yeah. 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 So each on an engine. I made it round. You were there. I think you were there. So yeah, but that's <coughs> running calls, fighting fire, fighting fire, and, and sleigh jobs, all kinds of slayness. <laughs> okay, so we I'm, had to throw sleigh in there. Anything sleigh. That word you should patent because you started that. Thank you God. started a trend. Oh man, we've even you know you in, did do that. He, he started it. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is the sleigh starter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, come to think. Of, I'm thinking yeah. sleigh is all over the place. Yeah. Over. Slay. Just slay. Slay nation. Yeah, slay nation. Slay hounds. He slayed everything. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Uh, slay a yeah. pizza. Pizza. That we didn't bring. Uh, I know. What else did you Bastards. slay? Medical jobs. Slay yeah. some EMS jobs. I, I've done plenty you, of EMS. You created that term. Yeah. It's it's viral. What does it mean? Like just to the person who doesn't know, what does that mean? It started out slaying a dragon, but it evolved into just. A hundred, a hundred percent, giving a hundred percent balls out to whatever you're doing, slaying, slaying it. You're slaying. So we slayed that. Slayed yeah. the drive. David, yeah. Slay whatever. Says it every after every. Call. Oh yeah. Like you can get it everywhere now. Now, yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely all over yeah. in our area, metro area. Just slay sure. hounds. <laughs> slay wolves. Slay fast. Yeah. Slay everything. <clears throat> all right. Um, so one of the questions we we kind of talked about it earlier. Um, and I thought we were going to go there, but we didn't. But wow, what does brotherhood mean to you? You know, we hear that term pretty, I don't want to say loosely because that kind of puts a negative connotation to it. And I don't think that's necessarily the case, but we hear a lot of brotherhood. What does that mean to you? I'll tell you what, two and a half years ago, I would have told you that I was duped getting into the fire service. That, um, you know, I, I played football and most of my life was team sports. You know, and in my 20s, I didn't have that. And that was something that I really missed, that that team. Right. You know, being a part of a team, being a part of something bigger than yourself. And part of the, the, the lure of the fire service to me was that teamwork and that brotherhood and that, that caring about each other off the job and, and you, know, doing, doing, you know, doing stuff together. And just being a family. And two and a half years ago, before this this situation came up with myself, man, I, I, I didn't feel it. I mean, there, I, I thought that, you know, I was lied to. There's no such thing as brotherhood. And since my, my medical things have happened, I will fight you to the death if you tell me that there is no brotherhood. Yeah, that it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah I will fight you to the death because I have seen nothing but intense i mean love you know what i mean for for me you know what i mean and i'm just some clown you know what i mean and, and i imagine a, a good person you know but i mean it's you know the brotherhood is, is for real and and i think i just happen to have been you know lucky blessed 
whatever you want to call it, that, you know, this condition came about at a time that we needed to express that brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like, I think we were all dying for something to to rally around and, and be become that brotherhood. And I think that I was lucky enough to just for this to happen to me at that right moment in time, you know, because there's, you know, there's been fundraisers for me on, on many occasions. And, you know, there's racial divide in the fire service. I mean, everybody knows, you know, and, and you know what? Not at these fundraisers there weren't, right. you know, that we were black, we were white, we were chiefs, we were captains, and we were firefighters all coming together and nobody had a problem with it. Nobody was different. Everybody was a person who cared about each other at every one of those fire, fire or, uh, fundraisers. And I have a picture of one in Roswell where it's taken, it's kind of like an overhead shot. And there's about, in this one picture, four different groups of guys hugging. You know what I mean? And And probably six different groups of guys laughing. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's one of the coolest pictures because it was a completely sporadic, candid moment, and it was just taught. And, and it's, to this day, my favorite picture. And, well, That's it's, why we were there? It's, it's, uh, it's my favorite picture that I'm not in. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but my favorite awesome. picture is the ones I'm day. in. <laughs> but that, this is the one picture that I love that I'm not in myself. And, it, I mean, it's, it's an amazing picture. Yeah, that so. was a that was fun. I I remember that specifically, thinking, man, look at all these people, you know, mm -hmm. and that was some rich brotherhood that oh, day. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was, that was deep, a... deeply rich. Just man all walks alive. Just it was where the man hugs coming about. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good. I thought my port was gonna get crushed. I kept everybody <laughs> kept hugging me. I'm like, ah, oh, God. Well, that was a. Uh, that was a that was a good day for sure. Absolutely. Hatch, you wanna you wanna hit the pivots? You've been kind of quiet back there. Yeah, but uh, am I saying it right? That's close enough. What, what does that mean? I, I I'm I don't even want to show my ignorance. I yeah. mean, I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, but I mean, if anybody else wants to, I'll do it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's really kind of how we close it out, but uh. you know. Are we ready to close it no. out? Are we, are we done with Frank yet? No, I'm not done with Frank. I'm never done I'm with Frank. Frank. Keep talking. I'm done with Frank. <laughs> if you're in the metro area, you know, and on Facebook, uh, you have blown up Facebook in the last week or so. I'm viral. You are I'm viral. Like, I'm, I'm trendy. Say, uh, I'm trendy right for now. Like, for like my feed, like out of every five, you know, four of them are about you, which is amazing. You know, yeah. so you're talking about that brotherhood. You know, to see everybody, you know, talking about one guy like that, it's a pretty big deal. I've been blessed, man, for sure. I mean, I definitely do not feel like I deserve any of that. But you, know? you earned it. That's the whole point. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what you talked about early on. What you're reaping now is what you sowed back when you first came on, and you had that attitude of, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to do these jobs, and I want to make a name for myself. You are mm -hmm. now reaping that, and that's what a lot of people need to see is it, it, it's a whole transitional thing. It doesn't start overnight. It just doesn't happen because you walked into the door. Right. You have to earn it. Right. Well, and you, you did. train to rescue or something. Yeah. No, <laughs> Which I do, by the way. I don't know if you know that. We'll put a picture up of it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, you know, you keep saying, and I'm kind of in the same boat with you, and we came up in the same area where we were going down a different path and the fire mm. uh, service saved our lives, per se. But mm. 
you know, at the same rate, you're the cause for bringing people together because you're, you have always brought people together. You have always, always made people laugh and made people come together. Yeah. So, so a good day you know, is the day that you work with Frank. Yeah, yeah. a good day the day you yeah. work with yeah. Frank. That's right. going to be a good day. You want to have a good day on the call? That's and why you're doing it. it. Yeah. Selfish. No, I'm only going to hit one thing. Yeah. You definitely want Frankie. I used him as a vessel. No. <laughs> I, will, I promise to only hit one thing a day while I'm driving. That's, well, that's I, my... I that's my, you back and light your, put your yeah. fire. Yeah, he did. Don't he did, actually. Division chief there. Yeah. And we've had our conversations long ago, and you've probably forgotten about your transition from one department to the other. You sacrifice a lot for the fire service. You as a person sacrificed a lot for your endeavor to go from one department to the next. Mm. You know, you said it. It wasn't during the greatest time. You got right. a house. You're having kids. So you established at the other you, department. You're established yeah. at the other department. So from the people around you and even some of the conversations I've had with you, you gave up a significant amount to be what you considered. I want to be a fireman, big city fireman. I want to know the job. You're not worried about, hey, I want to be a captain, I want to be a chief, I want this. You want to be good at your job. People around you see that. Everybody around you sees that. So it's not just a Frank that comes and makes us laugh and everything else. It's mm. Frank. Frank's the job. We got, you got Frank in the truck, you're good. You're solid. Mm. You got somebody solid. I mean, he, he wanted to be. He, Unless it's a cold smoke call. Unless it's a cold smoke call. There's not many people that learn to be a chief aide, a backup chief aide. He never would have thought Frank did that, but he's trying to learn. He's a paramedic. He doesn't talk about it, but <laughs> no, he knows everything about the job. He's in every aspect. He's found himself a way to get in to see a fire. That's yeah. what you've done. That's, that's, <laughs> that's basically it. That is it. That's the goal, you know. And But I, I definitely do not feel like I deserve any of what's going on. You know, I, I appreciate the good stuff you guys are saying, and you know, I'm probably gonna quote you on it. I'll probably write that about myself, but uh, those guys yeah. said some good stuff, yeah, yeah. Well, it's on, it's being recorded, yeah. Yeah. you'll be able to listen to it in a little while. I will tell you this, man one of the coolest things I've ever heard about me, which I would have loved to have said, you know, Chief Wessels was saying something on the news the other day, and he said that if you were to cast a movie about firemen, you would cast Frank, and I was like. Yes, exactly I've always wanted someone to say that about me. That's it's perfect. That's but hair. unfortunately, kids wouldn't be able to watch it. No, it's definitely <laughs> not going to be a G there's movie. There's some parts of it. That you yeah, can there's yeah. going to be some parts that are going to be parts. called yeah. the credits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be able to watch there's definitely some rescue me parts in there that you might want to, you know. Well, that's a yeah. that was awful nice thing to say. I can see where that'd yeah. be like. Wow. Yeah, I felt pretty good. You know? Yeah, I definitely uh. I definitely rode my wheelchair taller that day. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, I think you uh, you earned that right. Yeah. I was on a Spider-Man fillow, but you know, I, it's a little taller. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree taller. with you. I think you're 100% deserving all the nice things that we're saying about you and more. Uh, well, I, thank I mean, you. No, no, nobody is coming, you know, and, and visiting you at home and stuff like that because you're just a so-so guy. Right. And and I'll tell you this. I mean, there there's guys I've never met before that are coming here and. and you know, giving me hugs and saying, you know, hey, thanks, you know, or, or guys that I have met before that I don't remember that said, hey, you, you know, you were the only one that tossed me when I came to the station that day. And that's what I think, like, with Ben Wilson, you know, I tell you that he was the first fireman that actually tossed me 
and told me stuff. And and you know what? Ever since that day, I've always wanted. You know, I'm I'm not gonna. You know what? Some guy comes walking up to the fire station, wants to be a fireman. I'm not gonna make fun of him. Right. You know, he's me. Sixteen years ago, he's you. He's he's every one of us. You know, so he might turn out to be the best firefighter we've ever. Had. He might save my butt. You know, so who am I to judge somebody like that? You know, and 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 be mean to him. You know, like, oh, I'm a fireman already. I don't care what you got to say, you know. But, uh, but again, you know, I, it, it's, you'd be hard-pressed to make me feel like I deserve any of this because I don't. I'm just a guy who, you know, what was blessed enough to be taken in by guys like you. You know, and, and that's, you know, that's my thing right there. You know what I mean? To be accepted by, by guys like you in this room, that's, I, I've achieved what I needed to. You know, although I haven't left my mark and, and I, that's something that, you know, if things don't turn out the way that I want them to turn out here, um, I will always feel like I left something missing in the fire service. Like I'm not done yet, you know, and that, that, that will probably bother me for eternity, you know, so, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not done yet, you know. So can we ask what leaving your mark looks like? I mean, I got no clue. I don't know. I don't know what route that was, you know what I mean, or, but I wanted to do something. You know, I wanted to, I like teaching. You know, it's, it's something that I never thought I would do or be able to do or even like doing. Your high-rise class is a pretty big hit. Yeah, and we have fun doing it, you know, and, and unfortunately I was only full-on one, one year, the very first year that we established it, you know, and I've been kind of, you know, the, uh, what would the word be, the, the sponsor or the, you know, the, uh, the token guy, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, but I'm glad that it's up and going and, and you know, you get to show these guys, you know, that come from a small rural department, you know, let's go off a 26-story high-rise, you know, and that that's something cool, man, and that's something that we offer them at Massey that they get to do, you know, and, uh, you know, we're definitely going to hurt anybody. We're going to help you do it right, you know, and, and unfortunately, you don't get to teach everything about it, but they get to experience it, and that's fun, and, and I love, I, I would have liked to have learned a lot more to be able to teach a lot more, and I would have liked to have been in the station, you know, a lot longer as these new guys come in, and just, you know, I had a, a buddy of mine who's on the squad now, and he said, you know, you're the only, he came up to me, and you know, real hush-hush, you know, and he was like, man, listen, you know, you're the only guy here who has talked to me, and, you know, I asked him when he came in, I said, listen, man, I know, of course I wasn't nice, but I talked to him, you know, <laughs> and I said, you're going to keep your mouth shut, your ears and your, and your eyes open, and I said, stick with me, I said, unless the captain tells you to do something, you stay with me, and, you know, he did, and I, I taught him what I know, you know, I, I, there's, I know one iota of the job that I'm supposed to be doing, you know what I mean? There's plenty more for me to learn, and actually, you know, the the part of him sticking with me is he's going to ask me questions that I don't know if that's are going to make me go find out the answer, so I'm going to learn from him, so that helped me a lot, you know? So, but that's, uh, that's something that I would like more time to do, you know? Okay, then. Well, all right.
right, so we're going to ask you a couple of uh, questions here. Uh, what's your a favorite word or phrase on the fire ground? Slay. <laughs> <laughs> I think a slay hound was trying to get in the door earlier. I think yeah. I heard something. Really? Something, something, something vicious Cujo or Man. something. What's your least favorite word on the uh, phrase on the fire ground? Think hard about it. I mean, there's a couple. I mean, it's not our problem. That's that's a phrase, right? Yeah, that's a phrase. Yeah. You know, it's not our problem. It is our problem. We got called out to fix it. It's now our problem. You know, uh, a lot of guys, you know, oh, I don't worry about it because I'm not the one stuck in the sewer. Yeah, but you're the one called to get them out. You know, I'm not the one on the second floor of a house that's burning on the first floor. Well, it, it's your problem now. You know, so not my problem is probably one of my least favorite phrases. Engine or truck? We thought he was going to stall on that one. I thought you were going to go squat. No, I was going to cut you off. I didn't even give you no, a heads up on that one. Squat is a truck. So. He didn't yeah. even bump on that one, man. He didn't. Uh, what motivates you? You guys? My eyes. Yeah, your eyes. <laughs> I got lost in his eyes the other day. It Actually, it's much. been a while. No, they're so crystal blue. It's, it's beautiful. I find myself book? loving on him a lot. Uh, last man out. Last man out. Uh, what profession would you most want to do if uh, you weren't a firefighter? Volunteer firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Come on, something. Uh, something outside the fire service. I don't know. Is there something else? I don't know. Porn star? <laughs> I'm really not surprised, actually. I should have seen that coming. Yeah. You've done that. We landed on your side job. Yeah, I see, yeah. <laughs> As I'm doing that now. If you were being introduced as the keynote speaker at FDIC, what song would you want to be introduced? By? It's a it's a song by Prince. It's a called "You Sexy Motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> Prince. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. I would actually melt that one for for every second of that song. All right. I would strut. At your retirement, how do you want to be remembered? Oh man, I don't know. Slayhound. As a slayhound. The slay god. That's about it. I, mean, I don't know. It's the old trusty guy who's retiring and going to the beach. It doesn't happen, Justin. Yeah, yeah. He's retired to yeah. go get a job. Yeah, I know. As the guy who's retiring to get two more jobs. So. Well, you got anything else you want to throw out there? Thank you very much. Man, we thank you. My lips are sticking to my teeth right now. Sorry. <laughs> you just sip of that Sprite. We got you right here, buddy. Yeah. No, this was uh, this was fun. We were excited about uh, we were excited about doing this one with you, and I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. More, more than you know, and thank you. It's an honor and a privilege. Yeah. It was on for us. Yeah, absolutely. Liars. <laughs> All of you. Liars. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, guys. thank you guys. All right. Uh, we love you, man. Yeah. Love we're. You, uh, We've really been talking about this for a while. Wanted to do this with all. You've seen, you've heard some of the people that we've done it with, mm. and all that kind of stuff. And it was important to hear it from you. What do you, what do you want to tell us? I mean, I've been sometimes I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and have ask some of the questions that we asked today. So it was real cool to hear some yeah. of that stuff. Cool. I enjoyed it, man. Thank you for. I think people will be. I think they're going to enjoy listening to it. Yep. This was a good one. Yeah. Well, I like talking. Yeah, so you came to the right guy. Well, perfect. Huh? You're very well. Good speaker. 
Oh, thank you very much. Your tone was off with the Prince song a little bit. Before. Really? Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not a very good singer. I'm a good talker. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's in. We're done. Thank you. All right. See you guys.